Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Are you feeling like life's treadmill has you sprinting towards burnout? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo, where we dig deep into the principles of resilience, mental fortitude, and the raw power of human will. I'm your host, Danielle Cobo, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. Today, we are delving into the topics that are often ignored, yet are integral to achieving not just success, but a well-rounded, fulfilling life. Discover how to master your physical and mental well-being, seize control of your time, and live your best life, whatever your ambition might be. We unravel the secrets to time management, the power of saying no, and much more. Today's guest is Dr. Yasmin Mumbi, a sustainable leadership advisor with a doctorate in education leadership from the Harvard Graduate School of Education. She is the founder of the Easeful Leadership Framework. She works with leaders looking to reclaim their time, lead with ease, and thrive in any environment. Yasmin, I am excited to have you on the podcast. I was introduced to you by somebody. I checked out your website. I saw and read your story and instantly tears, tears of empathy and hope and inspiration just came. And I'm so excited for you to share your story. You have had a highly successful career in education. And from the outside, I would assume that everybody would think that you had your life put together. This woman has got it. And yet behind the curtain, there was a little bit more going on. Love for our listeners to hear your story. First and foremost, thank you very much for extending the opportunity to join you and to speak about insights and what I've learned coming out of that experience. I'll let you all into it. So look, I, first and foremost, I come to this, I was a seventh and eighth grade social studies teacher in Baltimore City, where I grew up, in and around. And then I moved into community organizing to support education funding. And then I ended up traveling the country and supporting other schools to engage community, to increase parent engagement and support also with funding for schools and curriculum. And I ended up, I was just on this fast track. I was in law school at night, then also got my doctorate and I hit a wall. And I hit a wall physically in a way that I mentally wasn't ready for, but my body physically was saying, you have to slow down. And what happened was I literally lost my vision in my left eye and was in a situation where doctors weren't sure if it was going to come back. We still don't know the origin of it. I was on my way to being blind. That time I was seeking support accommodations for this disability that no one could see, but yet I couldn't see the dynamics of, you look fine. It's like, I can't look. (laughs) And just the facade that you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation around like people just thought I had it all together. Everything was fine. And that actually contributed to why internally my body forced me to stop because 
externally, I wouldn't slow down. Yeah. So I just dive right in there. Again, yeah, if you don't mind, I just went so deep, but like now I really concern myself with how I pace, not just my time and my actions, but what I choose to be part of, because that in itself was depleting and exhausting for me. And that led to other things showing up in my body, tumors, my uterus and my chest and having to get surgery and just promising myself while I was recovering that I would never push myself to the brink of this moment that I was experiencing when I was healing because we weren't sure if I was going to be able to come back and have the quality of life that I took for granted prior to. So you were teaching middle school, like that in itself, middle school. I don't know about you, but middle school to me was one of the toughest years of my upbringing, of my childhood. And such a critical time in kids' life, but you're teaching during the day, you're going to school at night, and you're this stunningly gorgeous woman who's successful and well-educated and looks like they've got everything put together, which you probably, I'm assuming maybe at your thought, you did too. Yes. <laughs> but but your body was speaking and it was showing you something different, that it was time to stop. Do you think that there was any signs before that, that your body was showing you? Oh, yeah, definitely. The internalized pressure I was living through had shown up in myself since I was in middle school. Actually, that's probably why I became a middle school teacher, because I wanted to go back and create a different experience and environment for other middle schoolers, because it's a tough time. And in middle school, I really started pushing myself in school because I saw that that was an opportunity to eventually be set up for success in high school and college and that whole track that a lot of kids find themselves overwhelmed by being on. And so that showed up like early in middle school with anxiety, definitely. And that pressure turned into me finding an outlet through doing more things, which probably wasn't helpful. (laughs) Like If I'm just busier, then I don't have, that I'm not feeling overwhelmed or the acute anxiety until like I take a moment and then it all comes flashing in towards me. And that in itself is a form of numbing. And I continued that pattern well into my late 20s. And so that's like over decade long experience of pushing myself beyond, beyond, beyond since I was in middle school. And it just caught up with me. And I realized that I just couldn't continue on life that way if I wanted to create more life and become a mother and also make space for a partner. The pace I was going wasn't creating the vitality to even create a life that I wanted to continue and be part of outside of like work. So it sounds like a lot of your upbringing and the desire to be a certain way or perceived a certain way was somehow showing up in the actions that you were taking and creating this life that you wanted. But sometimes what we want sometimes isn't always what's best for us. If we continue to put our foot on the metal and keep going and going, I'm a big car person. So any analogies with cars you'll often hear. So when you found yourself in this situation where your body is physically, I would say, shutting down on itself, you've got organs that are developing tumors, your eyesight is starting to go away, it is your body shutting down itself. What steps did you take to recover and get to Mm -hmm. where you're at today? Mm -hmm. It worked for me. Methodically, take myself through a series of practices and processes to first uncover why 
why was I driving myself just to the brink of beyond exhaustion? I had to reevaluate how I was spending my time. And was I taking time away from practices that could be regenerating and supportive, like yoga and breath work and just taking walks outside and taking a moment and nourishing myself with nutrient-dense foods, choosing friendships and relationships that were sustaining instead of depleting. I had to look at what I was doing for the most of my time. So looking at the course of work that I was part of, like was that imbalance taking away from time I could spend with family that would also be generating. I had to look at my entire scope of living from really hour to hour, that methodical and interrogate why, understand what the value proposition was for me. Like, why was I engaging in this and what wasn't in my favor? And then make some really tough decisions. So part of that was me choosing to relocate. It's funny. I could tell people at that point in my life, I thought, look, it's either I'm going to go move to New Mexico and write books, or I'm going to move to Massachusetts and pursue this wild dream of going to Harvard, which probably won't ever happen to me. That's what I was telling myself. And whichever one wins is where I'm going to go in my life trajectory. And I ended up getting accepted into Harvard. Which is so a huge that, accomplishment. Thank you. But I still so, believe that you've got a book. <laughs> that book is on the horizon for you. You're right. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, totally. I'm a writer by heart. Leaving home meant that I had to rearrange my entire life because I could no longer stay rooted in the practices that I had been accustomed to. So that I needed something that would jolt me out of the default. And it was one of those two options. And so no matter what happened, I would have to be jolted out of my default. Oh, I like that. Jolted out of the default. Because so often we think of these situations, these challenges, these obstacles that we face as the why is this happening to me? And we can spiral down. And it's unless we take action steps, as you say, to jolt us out of the situation, out of the habits that are creating the lifestyle that we're, or the situation that we're currently in. We think about one of the advice that you give to somebody who is an addict is to remove the people that are of your friends that are addicts as well. If we are in a situation where we're creating burnout within ourselves, we've got to remove ourselves from that situation that is creating the burnout. And what I'm hearing you say is, is jolt ourselves out of that situation, change the location, change your environment, change your friends, change the habits. Because if we don't change something, we're going just to continue to go down the same pattern we've been before. Are you feeling overwhelmed and drained by life's demands? Perhaps you're facing change and uncertainty. Hi, I'm Danielle, the host of the Unstoppable Grip podcast with Danielle Cobo. Immerse yourself in captivating interviews and discover the secrets to developing the grit and resilience to thrive in all areas of your life. Subscribe to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite listening app. What advice would you, because you've taken this life-changing experience, the situation where your body was shutting down, you've recovered, you're healthy, you're building this successful business. Kind of share with our listeners, what advice would you give 
to them if they're in a situation where they're hitting burnout and they need to, they're like, okay, I get this. I'm hearing this jolt. I need to jolt myself. What steps would you recommend that they take in their life? Yeah. So the first step is, and when I work with other folks who want to jolt out of their default and move away from burnout towards energy, sustaining, thriving practices in their life in and outside of work, I look at time with them. So let's look at how you're spending your time hour to hour and no judgment. You are witnessing where you have placed emphasis in your life at certain hours of the day onto paper. You're just witnessing. So I walk folks through a time energy alignment analysis because you want to see how you're focusing your time, how that correlates to your energy levels. And is that in alignment with what you thought was of importance and essential for you to be part of throughout the course of the day? Because in the beginning, a lot of folks don't even realize they're misaligned in that. And they are deeply influenced by other people. I look at time. Yes, very much so on the time. And sometimes it's influenced by other people. It's interesting you say time too, because in 2019, and I've shared this with my listeners before, but in 2019, my husband was deployed for a year. I was leading a team for a Fortune 500 company with overnight travel every single week. And my twin boys were two years old at the time. And a lot of times people would say, we know you're busy, we you know you're busy, or they would make assumptions on what I can or could not do based off my circumstances, which always makes me so frustrated because it's like, I'm the person that manages my time. Nobody else. I'm in control of my time and what decisions I make to choose on to whether I say yes to something or say no to something. And if there's anything that I've learned through that situation is to be highly effective with my time. Because when I was in medical sales, prior to having kids, I remember thinking, how could anybody do this job with kids? And what I've learned from that experience is you just get really good at being productive in short increments of time. So what I'm able to accomplish now in four hours would have taken me eight hours probably before kids because I just wasn't as focused and intentional with my time. And that's what I'm hearing with you when you're saying, witness your time. And is it being, are you intentional with your time? Are you taking ownership of your time? Are the activities because you want to do them or because you think you should be doing them for somebody else? 100%. It's funny. I just had my first baby. He is seven months and I'm with you. I remember wondering, how do people do this with children? And now I'm early in my process. So give me grace. I'm early in my journey in mothering. Now I'm like, oh, I get it. And I'm even more discerning about my time because I want to be with my baby. Absolutely. I used to answer my phone at all times during the day. And now I am intentional. If somebody says, hey, do you have time to talk tonight? Love to have a conversation and touch base. Can we connect tomorrow morning? Because typically between 5 and 7.30, A, that's my time with my kids. And B, you're not going to get a very fluid conversation because you're going to be interrupted a lot by me <laughs> trying to juggle dinner and bedtime routine and bath and packing lunches. It's a lot during a short amount of time. So yeah, it's being very intentional and time and time. What else would you say about going through challenges in life and developing grit and resilience towards your long-term goals? Because you've definitely got resilience 
and you've taken this situation and you've got the grit to still keep going and creating this new life for yourself. What other advice would you leave with our listeners? Yeah, I didn't do it alone. And I support you if you're listening really intently to this part of our conversation to not feel like you have to do it alone. And that means I had a wonderful leadership coach. I had invested in therapy to support myself as well emotionally. I also had a beautiful community of people who cared for me. And that all took intentional time to build and also to create the time to devote myself fully to this process instead of just another thing off my checklist. So that meant I said no a lot. And so that's the second thing I would leave you with as you're listening. No is a complete sentence and it is very much so okay to use it. And I wasn't saying no prior to. So if there's one underlining theme that I'm hearing from you is intention. Be intentional about what you want. Be intentional about the people that you surround yourself and the community that you're involved in. Be intentional about how you spend your time. Be intentional about what you say yes to and what you say no to. And being intentional is what helps you develop the grit, to develop the resilience, to thrive. It is about intention. And I also heard too, is being intentional about the resources that you're investing in yourself to support you through those difficult times. You got it. That's it. I mean, that's the beginning of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we could have many more conversations, but if there's one takeaway for our listeners, it's to be intentional. Well, where can my listeners find you? Oh, great. So I love writing and I write monthly on my email list. If you want to join it, you'll be able to support yourself with the latest insights and tips and invitations to workshops and trainings. So go to my website at www.yasmeenmumby.com, Y-A-S-M-E-N-E-M-U-M-B-Y.com. And if you're like, cool, but I like also want to know what you're doing as a person, not just see your words, I'm on Instagram, Y-A-S-M-E-N-E underscore Yasmeen underscore. And I'll be sure to include those links into the show notes as well. So all you have to do is open up this episode, go to the show notes, and the links will be included in there. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, Unstoppable Grit. Your message is very powerful to be intentional and really appreciate it. And for our listeners out there, be unstoppable. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.